Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. It's 134 in Edmonton. Busy show today. Brad Tree Living, General Manager of the Calgary Flames, Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers, Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta from uh, NHL Hockey and Rogers have already been on today's show. A lot of focus on the Oilers in Calgary. Uh, we'll continue down that path at about 146, 147 with Jack Michaels. But the Edmonton Oil Kings tonight host the Lethbridge Hurricanes and then they have Red Deer here at Rogers Place on Sunday. Tickets available at oilkings.ca. And the Oil Kings made a couple trades this week, one of which, relative to WHL terms, is a blockbuster. And joining us on the line right now to talk about that is uh, the general manager of the number one ranked team in junior hockey in the country right now, Kurt Hill. Kurt, welcome back to Oilers Now. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Bob. How are you? Good. You've been busy. <laughs> it's been a busy week. It has been. All right. Uh, you know, when Luke Prokop gets traded, given that, uh, you know, he's one of the first affiliated players in a major professional sport uh, to uh, come out as uh, gay over the course of the summer, a, a lot of the focus maybe from what we refer to as P2s and P3s, sort of casual fans of the sport might be on that end of it. But for the P1s, who are like the hardcore all-in people that know junior hockey, this is a big ad for your hockey club from a hockey perspective, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. It's obviously the player that, uh, being in the division, we've got to, got to know extremely well what he can bring with his game. And um, as a local kid, too, you know, getting to watch him play growing up and uh, knowing a lot of the local players on our team that that are that know him as well, we feel, uh, yeah, he's going to bring a lot. He brings, obviously, a big guy like that, right shot, who skates so well, is rangy, you know, brings offense, uh, third-round NHL pick. It's uh yeah, it's adding a really big piece to our back end, and uh, we're extremely happy we were able to get the, the deal across the goal line. Well, it's interesting because you've gone off to a 3-1-1 start, but you've only scored 12 goals in five games. You, you did make a trade a couple years ago to get Kubasek out of uh, out of the U.S. division, and he, he is a 20-year-old for you and also a European. Uh, where you, you know, is, is the lack of offense, 2.4 goals per game for five games, is it stylistic? Is it you don't have enough generation from your forwards, or were you struggling a bit to transition the puck up the ice? 
know, it's partially the transition game. I think we, uh, you know, that's 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 part of it. You know, I think our forward group too. It's uh, having so many guys gone to NHL camps. I don't think they've they've truly found their rhythm yet. And there's new line combinations, and you know, guys are you know guys are playing with different guys this year, and they're trying to find it. You know, it's not it doesn't come from a lack of effort. I still think uh, you know the top half of our lineup, our forward group, needs to you know support pucks better and you know push each other a little harder, which I I believe is is what they did this week in practice and I feel uh, you know they're knocking on the door to get the offense going here I, I think it's just going to take a little bit more time potentially to start the year here but uh, they're a pretty experienced group I think they'll find it here all right so you got a six foot five right shot D and Luke Prokop does uh, I mean he's just joined the team here is he going to get power play time or is that going to be more a role for the likes of Dahaniak and Kubasek I think all three of them will be on the power play, to tell you the truth, this weekend. So I know they'll probably rotate between the, the two units. But, uh, you know, we have two pretty strong power play units with the group we have here right now. And, you know, I'd envision all three of those guys to have reps uh, throughout the weekend in the power play, for sure. Do you think Luke's, like, you know, it's interesting because, uh, and you know fully well, the Oilers had a lot of interest in him in the 2019 draft. Uh, or, the, sorry, the 2020 draft. Do you think he's got, an, like, with all due respect to his time in Calgary, can he be pushed a bit more, do you think, as a player to maybe, uh, you know what I mean, exert, I don't want to use the term, you know, I, I wonder, I saw him play a couple times last, and I wondered whether or not the governor needed to come off for the player there and whether or not he could get to another level. You know, I think I think he can. We think we can, we, we can get more out of him as a staff. You know, that's going to be uh, – you know Brad and Luke's job to to work with him, and uh, you know the one thing I, I do think with his game, I think it, it really suits our style of play with how we want to transition pucks quickly, and we want our D joining the rush, and you know coming in late and trying to create offensive chances. So I think his style of play um, will suit our game really well, and uh, with that, hopefully that brings uh, a little bit more confidence on the offensive side, and uh, we see a little bit more of that side of his game. But at the same time, his you know his ability to play big minutes and and be rangy and cover ice is uh, you know a big asset is defending side of the game as well that uh, you know we need him to do also you gave up a couple of uh, 2003s uh, in the trade or uh, in terms of Keegan Slaney a former first round pick of the Oil Kings as well as uh, Blake Heward but you did not give up one of the two number ones that you have for the WHL Bantam draft which is going to take place in uh, December was that a key for your team because it allows you perhaps the flexibility to add a little bit more as the season goes on yeah, it's a key. It is. It's uh, you know those two picks, and and if we don't move on to those picks, it's huge. You know, for the for the organization, we'll be moving a lot of a lot of guys on next year to pro hockey or guys on to uh, university. So it's uh, you know at the same time we're going to have a little bit more spots on our roster to fill next year, and with those guys being able to enter our lineup right away, at the end of the day, using those picks and, and picking players wouldn't be wouldn't be the worst thing for us either. At the end of the, at the end of the day too. So um, we still have our first round pick in in twenty twenty two also and uh, so there is flexibility to potentially do some more here and uh, yeah it's nice not to have to use one of those but we did give up uh, you know Keegan Slaney a former first round pick for us who is probably another two year player in the league after this year and and uh, Blake Heward who was a listed player but a guy that hit really nice in our, in our lineup uh, but uh, 
as you know, in this business, Bob, you gotta you gotta give to get, and uh, you know, and we have an opportunity to do something special here this year. Uh, you know, we're gonna give a little bit to get and add to this lineup. Well, you are the number one ranked team in Canada right now. Part of the reason why is you had two first round picks uh, in this year's draft, two top fifteen picks, and one of them, Sebastian Kos, has gotten off to a great start. He's the reigning WHL goaltender of the week, uh, but you ended up moving. One of your two backups, can you tell us a, a bit about the rationale in, in making a trade for a pick? Yeah, having the three goalies here, you know, last year we had the luxury of doing it with uh, it being a bubble season. And, you know, we were able to bring the third goalie in, even though he wasn't going to play games. He was able to, to be practicing with our group and develop, and uh, that was great, you know, for Colby Hay last year. And then I got some starts um, for the organization. I think it just, you know, it came down to, you know, the age really more than anything. And, you know, Hay has played extremely well for us too in the preseason and through camp. Um, you know, he, he's a guy that uh, we think is very promising to potentially be um, the number one guy for us here once Costa graduates and uh, be able to run with it for a few years. And um, we do have our 2005-year goalie, Alex Worthington, signed as well, who we're extremely high on also. So a little bit of an age situation with that. And at the end of the day, Hay did have a really good camp and, you know, proved a lot to us as a staff that, uh, you know, we got high expectations for him moving forward. And so you move Knight in the trade. All right, so let's uh, look at the – you mentioned the forwards and Dylan Gunther, safe to say and, – and this does happen sometimes with guys coming back from NHL camps. He was Arizona's first rounder, ninth overall. He's had a quiet start to the season. Is that fair? Yeah, that's fair. You know, it's not a it's not a lack of effort or anything. And he's hit some crossbars. It's you know he's got to get to the get to the harder areas a little bit more and you know open up some ice for himself and get that shot off. And you know he's still he's getting opportunities. He's just you know maybe squeezing the stick a little bit too tight or it just hasn't you know the pace just hasn't got back to him here at this level yet. So it's a little bit of a slow start, but he's an elite player and we have all the confidence in the world here. He's got to figure it out and uh, get going here soon. All right, Jake Neighbors, the first rounder. From- 2020 uh, still up with the St. Louis Blues. I think is he eligible for the World Junior Team? Yes, he is. Yep. All right. So I mean, you could end up having three guys between Neighbors, Gunther, and Kosa on that team. That's if St. Louis returns them back. Uh, that said, a fourth round pick that you have, uh, NHL fourth round pick, has been maybe your. Is it fair to say uh, the the European guy you got uh, is it Jacob Demick uh, has been very good for you so far this year. Yeah, fourth round pick to Vegas. He's uh, he's probably been our most consistent forward from from our top end group uh, through the first uh, five games into the end of the season here. So we've been extremely happy with you know whenever you pick a European player in that draft, you're you know you, you watch video, you see them live a little bit in, in an international event. So you take that for what it is too. And uh, you know we're really pleased with the way that he's transferred his game over to the North American game here. And uh, yeah, he's a guy that you know we didn't know for sure if he was going to be able to play it top six center role right away and you know he's definitely proven that he can and uh, and and drive some offense for us as well so he's been a really big add and, and has had a really nice start here in north america and you get jackson i, I believe is jackson Weeb back tonight jackson Weeb comes back tonight yeah from his four game suspension so it's uh, you know again adding that experience to the lineup here tonight just makes us uh, you know that much deeper through our third and fourth lines and i mean he's got some physicality he got uh, ran over joel sexsmith in the opening game of the year those two uh, i believe were staying with the same billets last year they're friends that must have been a tough scenario kurt we wish you the best of luck tonight against leftbridge and uh sunday at four o'clock red deer is going to play their th- third game in a span of about uh I don't know, 50 hours or so. Uh, Good luck this weekend in those two games. 
Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. All right. And again, for the listeners, uh, there are tickets available. Oilkings.ca for uh, both Edmonton's game tonight against Lethbridge and Sunday against the Red Deer Rebels. Tickets still available for the Oilers. Again, still some a few stragglers out there. The Oilers of the Calgary Flames on Saturday night. Jack? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Michael's coming up. NHL hockey on Rogers. Broadcaster as well as one of the two Oilers radio play-by-play voices. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Royal Pizza, Pizza Past, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years for a menu and a list of their 14 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Stop for recommendation, Royal Pizza, Mediterranean Chicken, Brendan Escott. Uh, are you still a fan of the Houston Texans, by the way, Brendan? Silently, yeah. Yes. I, I am in the shadows right all now. All right, there you go. Uh, he's a fan of the Texans. Uh, Jack Michaels, as we all know, is a fan of the Cleveland Browns. He is uh, one of the two Oilers radio play-by-play voices, and also uh, will be starting the. He's got the call of the game with uh, with yours truly uh, tomorrow night, along with Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, and Cam Moon, and then Jack is uh, with Louie and Gene on Tuesday for uh, the Oilers encounter against Anaheim on NHL Hockey and Rogers and Sportsnet. And Jack joins us at this time. Jack, how you doing? Good, Bob. How are you? Good. Who do the Browns have this week? They've got the only undefeated team left in the National Football League, the Arizona Cardinals. Who? First time since 1974, the Cardinals are 5-0. and Now, was Jim Hart the quarterback back then, or was... He was. Yeah. He was. And uh, Terry Metcalf, and, uh, oh, uh, Roger Worley, and, geez, who did they have at, uh, the safe- at wideout? Who was that little safety that, that was a real hard-hitting safety, the little guy, Larry? Larry Wilson, I think, was retired by then. You thought he was retired? Okay. They I, him think he, I think he's retired by 74, I believe so. Okay. Uh, and then they, they also, back then, the Cardinals had a wide receiver by the name of Bobby Moore. Yes, and now it was did he subsequently become is was he the is that Ahmad Rashad? Correct. Very good, Bob. Well, there you go. Get one right once in a while, and then Lomax went in there late seventies, right? Out of uh, actually, yeah, I mean even early eighties by the time he solidified himself, but yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so uh, and the Ravens have got the Chargers. Do you know you might be talking to a guy dumb enough in his uh, fantasy put football pool. Uh, somebody took Tua Tagovailoa before me in the draft, so I took Herbert with the next pick. And then I wanted to have all Alabama graduates in my skill positions, so I flipped 
you know, I got a, like a second round pick. I, I traded uh, for for Tua and got a second rounder for Herbert, and Herbert's having just a great year. So not good, but that's who the Ravens are. Are we playing. sure all those guys are graduates of Alabama, or are they alumni of Alabama? Why do you have to bring that up all the time? <laughs> Just for that, I'm going to put you right in the spot because Zach Cassian spoke today. Jack, this fighting, you know, people, what happens is that there's a recency bias and people get, you know, people got a little nervous seeing Zach Cassian on the ice, just just like last year with Juju Arcaira. Uh, well, I asked him about the ear hole situation because I said, Zach, the one thing, and I don't want to editorialize here, I, I said, Zach, it just looked odd the way he was reaching for it. And Zach not only said... Number one, I don't think he did deliberately, but Zach said, you know, it's not a bad idea to pop the helmet off because, of course, you don't so many your guys, head. as you well know, you know, hurt their hands badly on the visor. Or you know, he, he's actually it's it's not the worst idea in the world if you were to use that as a tactic in the fight. But no, he did not think uh, McEwen deliberately popped it off. Although both you and I had raised eyebrows when we saw replays of that fight because we were like yeah. I, we just hadn't seen that before. And I don't think you had either, and I know I hadn't. Well, there a guy. Yeah. You know, seen the lunge at that particular area two and three times, and 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 got it off. And of course, when Zach had him in trouble and he wrestled him into the ice, then it became a factor because Zach had no helmet on. Well, guys definitely, as you know, tried to dust off each other's helmets back in the day, right. but not but on not the, that way, not that not way. Th- and I yeah. think I just and Cassian did get the jump on him at the start of the fight. Like Zach, Zach rushed him. I think Zach McEwen was just in a defense. Yeah. In a defense. He, he was in I mean, he ate three or four left right. hands right off the hop. So, so simple question. I mean, I got no like. I still think the players need the option of placing themselves. What about you, Jack? I, when I listen to the players, and not just Zach Cassian, when I listen to the skill players, when I listen to any player, any coach, Bob, I don't remember talking to a guy in my twelve years who who's come right out and said. I don't want fighting in the game anymore. I I don't remember talking to a player or coach. I'm sure there's been a few out there. Maybe my memory is glossed over, but I don't remember it if if it's happened. I I think a lot of people outside the game, including some former players, have have said it, but not those currently in the game. I've never heard someone step up and say that. And so if none of the players that are playing today – fighters, non-fighters, hybrids, whatever, if none of them are saying it needs to come out, and most of them are saying I still think it has some place in the game, then my inclination is to, you know, if this is a player's league, and I think first and foremost it should be a player's league. And you should listen to players. Then then you should listen to the players. And, And that goes for some of the officiating things we've, we've heard from over the years. I, I think, you know, when Mario Lemieux called it a garage league, that had an impact. It, it reverberated to the point where we still talk about that quote 30 years later. And I think some of the things that Connor McDavid has felt comfortable going public with will also have an impact. Yeah. And I don't think a negative one. I, what, what group of officials is going to want to take on the best player in the game? That's a losing battle. So I, I think, uh, you know, I think anytime the players have something to say uh, that's that's what I'm going to listen to first and foremost. All right, we have, Jack. We only have about three minutes because we had five guests on today's show. So I'm going to some quick hitters. You got to like what you saw to Zach Hyman the other night. 
I like the whole line, to be honest with you. I, I thought Hyman, Nugent Hopkins, and Yamamoto were very effective. I mean, Zach Hyman, I haven't seen him play too many bad games. You and I did the Toronto series last year head-to-head. You and I had a lot of those games together, and we both agreed that Zach Hyman was the best Maple Leaf all season against the Oilers head-to-head. I mean, he was the most effective guy. Uh, Not Matthews, not Tavares, not any of their other guys. He was the most effective. So I I can't say I'm completely surprised. I think Ryan Nugent Hopkins prefers playing center. And Tyler Yamamoto, even when he was in the midst of his slump late last season, the goal share didn't change. Uh, You know, the the numbers uh, for and against changed, but they changed at the same ratio because he could play it two ways, too. All right, very quickly, Flames. They might have the toughest team in the league. Does Edmonton even bother engaging, or do you try to intimidate with your power play? Well, I I think not just their power play, but their speed. I mean, they have a huge advantage in overall team speed. I'm a little – it's a little curious. that It looks like Blake Coleman's going to start the year on the fourth line for Calgary. I I think, you know, certainly if I'm uh, Danny DeBay, if I'm Trevor Lewis, I've got my kind of head in the rearview mirror uh, with a guy like Blake Coleman lurking there. Uh, There is some depth on Calgary. There really is. Rasmus Anderson needs to have a much better year than he had last season. And Noah Hannafin needs to assert himself and prove that, you know, there's a reason he was a top 10 pick. Uh, he's got a tremendous opportunity. I heard your conversation with Brad Trey living uh, though that first pair for Calgary uh, Anderson needs to bounce back and Hannafin needs to, you know, put himself in the top 25, top 30 conversation this year. All right, Jack, uh, we're out of tomorrow night. Thanks for your time. See you. All right, into this Dan Oilers history, and it involves a former Oiler uh, all year long for the last several years, New West Travel, and they will have some Oilers roadies coming up, Dennis and Jason Liliberti. Brendan Escott, what happened on this date back in 1989? I remember it well. Well, playing with Los Angeles against the Oilers, Wayne Gretzky has two goals and an assist to become the NHL's all-time leading scorer. The Kings beat the Oilers 5-4 in overtime at Northlands. There you have it. Tonight on 6.30, Chad, the 2-6 and six, Edmonton Elks host the best team in the CFL, the 8-1 Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Countdown to kickoff starts at 5.30, game time 7 p.m. with Morley Scott, Dave Campbell, Blake Dermott, and a cast of thousands. Tomorrow, Battle of Alberta live from Rogers Place. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, um, Jack, Cam Moon, and myself. Uh, we'll have the call of tomorrow night's game, 8 p.m. Puck drop, 6.30 face-off show. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, and then 6.30 Chet Afternoons today with guest host Ted Henley. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. I'll join you tomorrow night at 6.30. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.